Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Through Nick and Thin. podcast where we usually watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. I am your host. Joining me as always is my co-host. Let me see. I've written it down here. I want to say Anna. Is it? Is it Anna? No, you fucking shit dick <laughs> pussy damn shit. Bitch. Bitch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is your actual name? It's Hannah, you fuckface. Oh, <laughs> Hannah, how are you doing this week? Goddamn fucking shitty, if, you bitch. <laughs> if we were on YouTube, we already would not be able to make money from this. <laughs> so the reason I opened up this episode different and the reason it's called a bonus episode and the title and the reason Hannah is cursing like, like a sailor, an incompetent sailor. <laughs> <laughs> who just learned to read, <laughs> is because this week we watched Nicolas Cage's first television show. First documentary. First documentary. Well, no. Didn't he do the one about Well, he wasn't Superman? interviewed in it. He was he in it, but okay. only in archival footage. I see. Okay. But I believe he also did do a documentary. I, I thought you had that as a fact, but now that I think of it, he was interviewed in a documentary on the death of Anton Yelchin. Correct. Because he died soon after they filmed Dying of the Light, which then became dark. Yes, yes. So anyhow, but this is his first real full-length TV show, and he is playing not a character, but he is himself the well, host. But he's a caricature of himself. But, I, but he is a caricature of a man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so longtime listeners of this show will know that we do not shy away from the cursing. Uh, but you are going to hear some cursing and some swearing and some cussing, whichever no, you prefer. Profanity. Pro profanity. Profanity. So we're going to go through not really Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene because a lot of the scenes are like him just cursing, cursing or like giving <laughs> really random information and facts. Mm -hmm. And but it, it was a good show. I thought uh, the history of swear words. Did I say that yet? I don't I don't recall. think I did. Yeah, no. We so, watched the history of swear words. If you're 21. If you're unfamiliar, it is a show on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive where Nicolas Cage hosts and explains the origins and the history etymology. and etymology of six different swear words, all of which were said by Hannah at the beginning of this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but they interview historians. They interview, there's like a nerdy biologist. There are uh, film historians. And then and they a also... A lot of comedians. A ton of, I think, honestly, great comedians. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's got the style of like an I love the 90s or an I love the 80s or something from that, uh, like from the old VH1 days where they interview mm. all the comedians and they come up with a quick little joke. But they got A-list yeah. comedians or, for this Have show. you ever seen on the, it's like really late at night on the Food Network, the best thing I ever ate? Yeah. It's that style. But. But funny. But funny. <laughs> And raunchy. Because those people have no sense of humor. <laughs> no, maybe like one of them does, but they can't really carry it. No. Anyway, so we're going to go through this, I guess, episode by episode and really just talk about, we didn't talk about the format of this week's bonus episode, but really we're just killing time until Prisoners of the Ghostland comes out in theaters. 
which is our next movie to watch. But uh, Hannah, you usually start us off on this podcast with a little bit of background information. I saw you take some notes before we started. So what do you got for us this week? I got some stuff. Not a ton. Was a little bit difficult to find specifically things about Nick, but Mm -hmm. I did my best. So as we said, History of Swear Words came out in 2021. 6.4 6.4 out of 10 and a 70 on IMDb and a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good. Pretty decent. Yeah. I couldn't find the budget or the quote unquote box office. It's honestly pretty, probably pretty low yeah. budget. And it won't have a box office because it was a TV series that right. went straight to Netflix. It's true. It was released January 5th, 2021. I do remember it happened like shortly after New Year's. Yeah. And as Steve mentioned, there are six episodes. They're 20 minutes each. So it's a pretty quick watch. Mm -hmm. You can break it up over a few days like we did. We watched it over two days, three one day, three the next day. Mostly because I fell asleep. I was going to say that. (laughs) I was like, Hen, we should watch all six six in a row. It's like watching a long movie. I'm sure it'll be fine. We started at at 7.30 and you (laughs) fell asleep by nine. Not because it was boring, but because I had a long day. You did have a long day. Anyway, this was a joint production from two different um, production companies, B-17 Entertainment and Funny or Die. Oh, okay. Um, So B-17 Entertainment is Bellamy Blackstone and Brian Meager. They are the showrunners. And who are the other 15 Bs? (laughs) Yeah, great question. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And then uh, they decided to do a partnership with Funny or Die. So it originally was B-17's idea. And then they partnered with Funny or Die because it had a lot to do with the fact that they make drunk history. And they Mm. thought that that type of, I guess, like feeling would associate well with this format. Totally. Yeah. I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And I think when I when I looked up history, like history of swear words, drunk Mm -hmm. history came up. Um, and yeah, that's a critically acclaimed show. People love that show. It's really funny. It's I've great. only seen a few episodes, but I love it. Super funny. Mm-hmm. So I read an interview with uh, Blackstone and Meager, the showrunners of B-17. Mm-hmm. And they said that Nick was their first choice 100%. Wow, that's a really? Direct, direct quote. They said he is just so intense and wonderful. He came to the project with such great ideas and he really made it his own. He was iconic and magnetic. We love working with him. Wow. So there is a moment right in the first episode where they talk about who are like the most sweary actors in Hollywood. And so many people say, well, it's got to be Samuel L. Jackson and Al Pacino, a handful of other notable swearers on film. And Nick is on the list. Nick is on the list. Of the top five, I think they listed. I don't know. Ten? I don't think that he was. I, I think, think he, he was. He was just there for reference, I think. Oh. Yeah. I see. Because like... Adam Sandler's up there too, so. Well, so the two, this might spoil it. Yeah. The, the answer, but uh-huh. the the two movies historically with the most cursing are Uncut Gems, which is probably why Adam Sandler's uh, up there. Oh yeah. And then The Wolf of Wall Street, which is why Leonardo DiCaprio was number two, and oh, then number yeah. one is Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yep, you're he right. He curses like over a hundred times yeah. in that movie alone. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't, he's like not even first build. No. Yeah. He's the secondary character in that movie. Yeah, exactly. I will say after reading reviews from critics, Mm -hmm. it's very mixed, even though it has high critical rating, like being a 70%. A lot of people have said that it was painful to watch Nick because he undermines the show with like smarminess. Hmm. And I could kind of see that. It's yeah. it is like 
I don't know, this is a weird word to use, but like the juxtaposition between Nick's like character choices he's making. Yeah. And then the comedians and also like the historians. It's a mm-hmm. very like difficult transition. I can I can see that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now that I think about it, it does like sort it's of come pretty, out of left field. It's pretty jarring. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that, for many of the critics, is where they fault this. A lot of critics also kind of say, like, it's kind of a nothing thing. And mm. the only reason that I would agree with that is because I think about something else that came out around the same time. Do you remember the, well, I mean, the answer is yes, but the <laughs> the documentary, The Social Dilemma on oh, yeah. Netflix? Okay. I feel like they like that came out in 2020 and then this came out early 2021 okay. where people were watching a lot of TV. Mm. But I feel like in like our cultural zeitgeist <laughs> like <Whoa>. of <laughs> yeah of the current times that sits more like highly I suppose like I just know that there was a lot of buzz around the social dilemma. It, yeah. it caused a lot of conversation. People were talking about it. Yeah. Whereas with this, I don't think that it developed a ton of buzz other than the fact that it was Nicolas Cage and anyone who was talking to me about it was like you know can't wait un- for this under, yeah like yeah. under the the context of of us having a podcast about Nicolas Cage yeah well I think I think the reason for the difference particularly between those two documentaries or documentary type features one is that the social dilemma is a document, a full length documentary. So it's a two hour documentary as opposed to broken up into six different episodes. Mm-hmm. But two, the tones are completely different. And I think tone is the problem, the perceived problem, at least, that critics have with history with of swear one. words. Yeah. And the tone in the social dilemma is look at how social media has ruined the world and everything's horrible and bad all the time. Whereas with the history of swear words, Nicolas Cage, his over personified version of himself is i'm going to make swear words elegant and classy and Mm -hmm. i am the best thing in the world and Mm -hmm. he's kind of got this elegance and like smarm to him as you said smarm is a perfect word but then you go into the comedians and even the historians who like one of the historians has like purple hair and like the other one's just like cursing up a storm. And like there are all these kind of like cool people who are like, fuck it. We don't give a shit. Like it's cursing. Who cares? But I uh, I guess like it, this is a strange comparison to make, but I, I feel as though social media these days has the same emphasis in our society as cursing does. Yeah, maybe like as, as many people who mm-hmm. use social media also curse. Like the overlap between the two is probably pretty significant. Yeah, that's that's an interesting comparison in the sense that, you know, you look back even just a few years and people would get up in arms over like cursing in pop culture or media, mm-hmm. you know, music. And that's what a lot of this documentary right. series gets and into. And like religious people. Like, and, religion. that, and they make like that, the reflection a mm-hmm. lot in this series is about how like religious people mm-hmm. are the ones who are really fighting it when damn feels like the most inoffensive right. of the, of the six right. that we but, listed. But going back to what you were saying earlier about the social dilemma. Also... Is- 
Oh, uh, but I was going to say the comparison that I wanted to make is mm-hmm. that those same hyper-religious people are also likely not using sh- social media because they think that it's going to rot their brain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> so I was going to take that a step further, I guess, and say, this is our thesis, by the way. We're writing a paper on it. <laughs> and, and, and say what I was going to say is that I think perhaps in a few years we're going to see, you know, maybe what cursing is now or or the 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 transitions that cursing has gone through mm-hmm. we're going to see that with social media where i think social media is going to have this rise and people use this word all the time you know people use social media all the time and then it's going to start getting censored mm-hmm. you know and we're not going we're not allowed to curse we're not allowed to use social media in these certain ways and then there might be sort of a reclamation of social media and we're going right. to end up in a more sort of even space Interesting. So I, I think that's very smart of you, Han. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a bell curve. It's always a bell curve. <laughs> Life is a bell curve. Um, we're, to add a little bit of levity to this conversation here, we're getting a bit philosophical. I, I want to share that, Steve, you hit the nail on the head when With. you said to me, mm-hmm. I bet Nick filmed this whole thing in one day while you're we watching this movie <laughs> or this series. That is exactly what he did. Nicolas Cage filmed all of his segments for all six episodes in one singular day. And for that, we applaud him. Well, you can tell. So one of the things that we'll <laughs> talk about when we go through episode by episode is he looks the same in every episode, which is fair. You have but all the hair and wardrobe for, to, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, everyone who's interviewed is also wearing the same thing. They probably also did all of their segments in one day. Yeah. But also with Nicolas Cage, I wrote notes where, it, especially in the last two episodes, I have like two lines in the last two episodes for Nicolas Cage in each of those episodes. I think just because... He was getting tired and bored and really didn't have much more to add after after the Do you think fun they ones. filmed them in the order? I mean, it was mm. like it was definitely released in an intentional order, but mm-hmm. do you think that they were filmed in that intentional order? I kind of I kind of think they were, but I, I don't know for sure. It's hard yeah. to tell. But that's a good question. So the order it goes is fuck shit bitch dick pussy damn which you mentioned something great you're like why end on such a low note with damn uh-huh. damn it's isn't the most even... benign of the six yeah i mean it was interesting uh-huh. like the the history behind it but but i think to our credit earlier it really reflects the comparison that you were making to social media with the bell curve yeah that damn is the word that used to be the worst one of all. Mm-hmm. And now it has become, so I'll use the word again, benign in our society, mm-hmm. with the exception of like a few religious heretics. Right. Um, is that the right word? Um, <laughs> probably not, but I like the word heretic. <laughs> um, figures. Sure. Uh, Zealots. Sure. Okay. Where was I going with that? Oh, and fuck was the first one, mm-hmm. which is the least benign of them all, I yeah, suppose. Sure. Even though it's probably used the most in day-to-day vernacular. Yeah, it's the most versatile for sure. And I think that they did a great job with starting with fuck. Yeah. You have to start with fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get like this. I, I think pussy is the one that like makes people's toes curl up a little bit of all of the six. 
Yeah. I think fuck anymore Mm -hmm. is starting to lose some of that power. And that's what they're trying to express with damn. It's that it's lost all the power that it originally had. And it's going to become like crap in the next like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I think this is like coming verbatim from the documentary. But Mm -hmm. like they said in the next century, fuck might be like damn. Yeah, sure. And there'll be a new word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the um, not he wasn't a historian. He was actually like a biologist or something. So somebody who specialized in, you know, language formation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said, and I think the last episode, and it sticks most closely in my brain because we just watched it. Mm-hmm. But he said that you know, in twenty years, it's the twenty-year-olds who are going to be forty and who are going to be making policies for right. certain things. And what do they focus on? They focus more on you know, abolishing words that are slurs as opposed to words that are exclamations or religious-based like right. damn or, or fuck or shit or something right. like that. So oh, another question mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Did you grow up saying curse, cuss, or swear? Curse, for sure. Me too. Yeah. Uh, it was. It always threw me off when someone said cuss. Me too. It makes, was... me, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Swearing, whatever. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Someone calling it a cuss word. I'm like, come on. I'm like, what? What is curse too hard for you? Like, like, is Was that the too hard much? R too offensive to you? Right. Like, it's too offensive to say it's cursing. It's cussing. Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I didn't like that. So, okay. I'm glad that I'm glad that you know you and I are on the same page and we can raise our kids saying curse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one less thing that we have to fight about (laughs) because we fight about so much about everything everything (laughs) we were saying saying the other day how we're just so incredibly compatible it's just unrealistically compatible yeah it's probably kind of disgusting yeah anyway but you're not here to hear about our relationship you're here to hear about our relationship with Nicolas Cage. And mm-hmm. so Hannah's... It's, it's growing stronger every day. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Hannah's put her notes away. I think that signals to me that, that you don't have any background in Literally, the only fun fact about Nick was that he showed up for yeah, one day. For one day, yeah. <laughs> Which he's done before, so... <laughs> yeah, totally. And, like, honestly, I think he did a great job yeah, for one day. He did his job. He, for sure. Yeah, he, he did what he needed to do. And then some, I think. He added yeah. a lot. For, yeah. yeah. And then, like, the critics who didn't like it, they just don't like Nick Cage. Okay. Like, I can see let's that. Let's just call it like it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> their criticism with him, mm-hmm. the smarminess, it's like, well, yeah. That's kind of who he is. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> so, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. he's He wears, like, dragon rings to dinner. Like, all of our episodes from 2020, go back and listen to our episodes where we talk about his interview where he shows up in, like, a bedazzled leather jacket and like dragon rings and i mean this man is his own style of acting for god's sake he calls it nouveau shamanism like a new shaman like he is a shaman like he is like he's a fucking weirdo get used to it <laughs> just watch a hundred of his movies yeah. why don't you just like 100 percent, they said that they wanted nick cage to be in this it was definitive they had no other choices <laughs> i mean I have a feeling that's a little bit of politicking, as they say, because I feel like their first choice would have been Samuel L. Jackson. Fair. 
I I don't I don't see you making a history of swear words and you don't Not, get Samuel yeah. L. Jackson or Jonah Hill apparently. <laughs> no fuck that <laughs> jonah hill he, he, he's not a host no he's he, also irrelevant yeah but imagine samuel l jackson's intensity in between it, it would i think it would have worked it would have been better i think than nick but yeah nick did I, his job yeah i think it would have been on par maybe slightly better i don't think it would have been that much better but uh anyhow you, you ever hear the the um samuel l jackson's of good night moon version yes, it yes, is go yeah. the fuck to sleep go the fuck to sleep <laughs> Well, I mean, Nick and Sam are old co-stars together. From Amos and Andrew. Horrible movie. Horrible, horrible racist movie. Anyhow. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. We watched three quarters of it, and not that we watched until the movie was three quarters of the way through. We watched three quarters of the screen, because that's all you can <laughs> oh see. <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway. And it was also, like, flipped backwards, too, right? Yeah, it was to prevent, like, a copyright <laughs> strike. Like, there are algorithms and things that you can just run so that you We got that one from the library. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's why it was. Hey, it was on YouTube. That's why it was weird. It was on YouTube, so we didn't do anything. Oh, it was. Right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so let's start with episode one. Hand and episode one, as we mentioned, was fuck. Anything stand out for you from episode one? I have a few notes that I can go through. I think I think the 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 glaringly obvious one. <laughs> well, before we get to the gra- glaringly obvious one, <laughs> is <laughs> what one thing I want st- to. I'll I'll start by saying is that. The, the series opens up with just Nicolas Cage smoldering at the camera, and he goes, What are you looking at? And he just Oh, we can talk it. about, like, his mm-hmm. surroundings. Like, yeah. this room that they have him in. It's pretty cool. It's dimly lit. Yeah. There's a fireplace. Yeah, I was going to mention that in the next episode, because there's a piece of, like, the furniture that I actually really love. But mm. um, there's a, like, bar cart that's made out of an old globe. Like oh, yeah. the globe opens up and there's like liquor and glasses inside and stuff. That was awesome. We should get one of those. Yeah, we should. I really want to get an old TV and make it into a bar cart. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Pregnant pause. <laughs> you didn't just go deaf. <laughs> I'll cut some of that pause out, but we left a real pregnant pause in there. Steve just stared at me. I really did. He knows that I want that. I know you do. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Am I not getting, like, is this just a pipe dream? Yes. Oh. <laughs> you ever play pipe dream? The game? Is that a game? Yeah, it no. was fun. It was, like, with Chip's Challenge and Jackball or Jack's Balls. Excuse me? <laughs> you never played Chip's Challenge? What is this? Oh, my God. Write in if you've heard of this. These are, like, old computer games. No. That, like, came loaded onto your computer. No. Man, I'm fucking old. All right. Moving on. Uh, the fuck episode. <laughs> I just played with Microsoft Paint a lot. Oh, that's boring. I'm boring. That's... We know this. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bar car made out of a TV. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The last thing I want to mention before we get into the real notable part of this episode mm-hmm. is how does Nick Cage look in this in this show, in this series? Phenomenal. He looks great. He looks like he's trimmed he, down a bit. Uh, he looks the best he's looked in years. He really does. He's got a nice dark beard and dark hair. He clearly colors it, but it looks good. Might have plugs. He might at this point. Yeah. Yeah. His hairline looks slightly less receded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like tufted up. It might mm-hmm. even be a wig, honestly, but I, he did it Probably all in a day. Yeah. Yeah. 
So no, he looks good. A lot of art surrounding him. A lot yeah. of like yeah. velvet. Ooh, yeah. Know? Like a and he sits mainly like in a, a, like a saloon type of vibe. Yeah, like a speakeasy kind of like yeah. a den of some yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. an old library. Yeah. In some old person's home. Yes. And then smells he, like cigars. And rich mahogany. Um <laughs> so anyway. And you mentioned the big moment, and it is, of course, I think it was even in the trailers. Nicolas Cage stands up and screams, Fuck! He lets his arms out, makes a just big T position with his body. It's reminiscent of many of his movies, <laughs> mainly Deadfall. There's a scene at the strip club right after he goes, hi, fucking yeah. Which most people haven't seen. So they're probably just like, oh my God, Nick. Can it's you, like, he's done that Can you that do before. something original and he's done it a million times? <laughs> but just nobody's seen 75% of his movies. We have. We have. So More than 75%. Oh, I mean, yeah, we've seen 99% at this point. Mm-hmm. I think something that comes up with a lot in this series is Nicolas Cage will be talking about the history of swear words, and whenever he says the swear word... He overemphasizes it. And he does this thing where he, like, twitches his head forward mm, Like real a little quick. bird. It's like, so anyway, when you're talking about the word, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. And he, like, he really, like, leans his head into it, too. You can't see it, he obviously. Jer- he, like, jerks his head forward. Yeah, yeah. So that happens a like lot a in this series. Yes. But there is a great moment in this first episode as well where when they're talking about who is the most sweary actors, he goes something along the lines of like, well, let's bring up a random actor and see what curse words they use the most. And it's Nicolas Cage. And so I wrote down the statistics (laughs) of the curse words that Nicolas Cage has used in his movies. And they probably took a sampling of like 10 or 20 of his most Mm -hmm. popular movies Mm -hmm. because there's no way they're getting like that granular the script of time to kill <laughs> tiempo de uccidieri or, or fucking the boy in blue. the boy in blue or like a christmas carol like it's just not happening <laughs> he, didn't curse he probably didn't one. curse in that one but still so they broke down the percentage of the curses and of the curses that he does in movies nicholas cage is fuck 71 percent damn 19 percent bitch eight percent and other two percent so shockingly uh shit doesn't come up no you had noted as well that ass is not an episode in this season i don't know if they're coming back for another season or not but they talked about like that they could make more because there's plenty more curse words sure. yeah. but i think with ass it's very similar to how they describe damn in that it's kind of just become yeah. a part of like it's day-to-day some, language yeah it's somewhere between like shit and damn where shit yeah. is a little heavier damn is a little lighter it's somewhere in between there right and like with dick like dick describes a body part and also like a behavior yeah and similar like it's the same thing with ass yeah same with pussy that's true it's like the three of those it it would have been kind of like repetitious i think you're right yeah that makes sense repetitive i think repetitious is a word is it not it is but i don't know why i use it Instead of just... Because we're intellectuals. <laughs> I did say zeitgeist earlier. You did say zeitgeist? Do you also said zealot? I think I said zealot. 
You, you said, said, you I said, said heretic. Heretic. What the hell? Look at us with our vocabulary. Today. I, it's from listening to like, lang, like ling, linguists on this show and the etymologists. That's true. That's true. They yeah. didn't say anything like profound. No, some of them were cool. They're fucking nerds. The lot of them. There was one cool the, chick the with one purple woman. hair, but there was an old woman. She wasn't that old. No, she, she she like facially and physically was not that old, but yeah. her voice just sounded like a shaky old lass. Like <laughs> so. Anyway, at the turn of the fourth century, they started yeah. saying, and then fuck. yeah, and then she would say she'd be like fucking shit, and you're just like, ugh, yeah. I don't like listening to this old lady speak these yeah. words. And I wrote down, I was like, where did they get these fucking nerds? <laughs> like, I guess you have Harvard, to be a really specific kind of nerd to be like an expert on curse words. They probably just like study language, whatever the study of language is called. Is it etymology? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So they were like etymologists getting their PhD and then they wrote their thesis on like the history of swear words. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So episode two, Han, is shit. Not as in it's a bad episode. It's quite a good episode, but the the curse that they they focus on is shit. Yeah, Nicholas. Should Cage, we talk at all about uh, like the like the etymology of the word? I did write those down very briefly, and Nick um, doesn't describe any of that. No, it all comes from the historians. But fuck essentially comes from an old word meaning to hit, mm-hmm. and then it's also sort of, excrement. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't think fuck came from excrement. Fuck, I wrote down fuck came from an old word meaning to hit. Oh, to hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to fuck somebody up. To fuck somebody up or right. or even the act, you know, could yeah, be yeah. considered hit, a, a form of hitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there was a theory that it stood for fornication under consent Sent of the, the king, king. But that was just a rumor. It wasn't quite true. Mm-hmm. So shit came from, this one actually was from a bit of a acronym, so to speak, which stood for ship high in transit, where when they would ship manure uh, in long distances, the gases would build up underneath the ship. And because ship and shit rhyme, and because shit stood for ship high in transit, and to keep the gases elevated from all the manure, shit just be kind, kind of became a commonplace for, to describe excrement. Got it. So Nicolas Cage has a few great moments in this episode. He starts out the episode by saying sugar honey iced tea to stand again for shit and he really violently makes a glass of iced tea with sugar and honey in it yeah and he very clearly like they cut to the credits before he can take a sip of it and it's so clear that he was never intending on taking a sip like come (laughs) on nick like just take a sip of the iced tea um it doesn't mate in a way that he finds to be dignified you're probably right So there is, he's still twitching a lot in this episode, but there is a great line where he compares shit to caca and (laughs) doo-doo. Fantastic stuff. That's exactly how he says it. He's so intense. He's very intense in this episode. He's intense in all the episodes. But there is actually a bit of a scream in this episode where they relay the story of Twisted Sister and Nick Cage screams. Twisted Sister? Because Twisted Sister was labeled as profane, so they went before the Supreme Court or something. to like, And I believe they ended up winning a, a... uh, right to free speech suit mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with with the Supreme Court, but Nick Cage screaming "Twisted Sister" came fit. out of nowhere. Yeah, I, it really did. And there's one <laughs> more. Me to my core. <laughs> there's one or two more screams like that where it's like, did he really have to scream that? No. <laughs> no. 
He was there but, one day and he was like, I'm, I'm going to do the most. Yes, he sure is. <laughs> so he finishes off this episode with an impassioned speech about shit and about the acceptance of curse words. And he ends it with, everybody shits. And I believe that's also a bit of a scream. I also forgot mm-hmm. to mention, it's probably somewhat important, but in the first episode for fuck, he ends the episode with, I'm Nicholas Cage. Have a great fucking night that's important later because i'll just say it now because he also ends the series with i'm nicholas cage have a great fucking night so it sort of bookends the series yeah, which is nice love that i i have to say like i know we're making fun of the fact that he did this all in one day but it's pretty impressive that he did this all in one day because that means mm-hmm. that he had to have gotten like all of his lines right you know on like near the first take like he probably did most things on near the first take. Yeah, it probably took him, I would say, 8 to 10, maybe 15-ish hours because yeah. you got to do all these takes from different angles. Right, yeah. yeah. And I, I was also going to commend, like, the crew for figuring out, like, the lighting and all of that in one day. It's, yeah, like, they, really impressive. Well, they may have had that figured out prior to. Yeah. Because they have stand-ins and things That's like true. that. Okay. So, But... Yeah, so I agree with you. I think it is kind of impressive that he did it all in one day. However, I think as the episodes go on and on, we see less and less of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the third episode is bitch, which came from, everybody I think knows, an old the word female for female dog. dog. But it was the old word was actually biche, I think an Italian word. Mm-hmm. So uh, he starts off the episode with, Welcome, bitches. <laughs> so that's a great start. <laughs> Um, they show a clip from Face Off, which is great yeah. as well. So we see a separate scene. He says there. you bitch, right? Well, it's when he's got a gun pointed at a pilot's head. I honestly don't remember the scene from Face Off. He's like, fly, bitch, fly. Oh, yeah. I think it's in the beginning with the, the shootout with John Travolta. Mm-hmm. You can see everybody's clearly on wires. <laughs> <Yeah>. So he's waving a book around in a dictionary round, and that's sort of a go-to action for him throughout the course of the series is to be pretending to reading a book. Mm-hmm. And he needs a prop. He yeah, just, he needs something What is he going to do with his hands, you know? Exactly. So they're talking about the origins of the word bitch, the ramifications of the word bitch, and, and actually I think this episode hit me perhaps the hardest out of all of these episodes in the sense of like, I'm probably not going to use this word as often. Yeah, because I don't think you use pussy that much. That's true. I don't use that word and at I all. And I feel like in like a similar context, both of these words are just very, you know, yeah. demeaning to yeah. women. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and that's a big theme throughout this uh, series is, you know, how these words have been used by um, minority groups or, or women or, um, you know, how they've used either for or against yeah. these groups. And like how the words have been reclaimed, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So it, it got sort of surprisingly heavy and, you know, r- racial and political and, mm-hmm. and talking about gender issues. But not by like neck. That. No, never by neck. No, no, <laughs> never no. by neck. No, no, no. <laughs> so let us be clear. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, there is, Again, a scream that comes out of nowhere where Nicolas Cage says something along the lines of, we should recognize the bitches of history. But he's, instead of saying that, he the screams. bitches of history. Not even. He uh, screams. By God, bitches. You don't remember that? that. <laughs> <laughs> but my goodness. So, and it's really just like, 
talking about famous quote unquote bitches through history and mostly like they're murderers in the medieval times and then oh, right, right, Anna right. Wintour. Okay, yes, I remember yeah. this. Yeah, and then Anna Wintour. <laughs> and then they do a great segment about the actual cotton club. So not the movie The Cotton mm-hmm, Club that mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage was in, but the actual the club, the cotton club, the jazz club, where there was a, a singer, and forgive me, I, I forgot to write down her name, but there was a black female singer who literally wrote the dirtiest song i think i've ever heard in my entire life in like the 1920s amazing this song is so good so if you do check out the the women in the late 1800s in the pussy episode oh yeah they wrote a pretty dirty song too yeah i didn't write it down so (laughs) we can talk about it now but yeah in the pussy episode there was like something the the sander sisters or something i think that's from uh, <laughs> hocus, hocus pocus. pocus but but so they they would sing about their pussies on stage and then at the end of the song they'd lift up their skirts and they had live cats strapped to their legs which is probably not Dangerous. acceptable yeah <laughs> for them and for the animal <laughs> for sure <laughs> so that's pretty much all i had to say about the bitch episode i don't know if you had anything else you'd like to add for that one no i'm i'm mad that bygone bitches didn't stick better in my memory in my short-term memory <laughs> it was a really big one it was up there with like the twisted sister yeah and the opening i remember the fuck. twisted sister yeah obviously the fuck of course <laughs> so episode four is dick and a lot of the dick episode i honestly thought the dick episode was the funniest yeah, of the episodes it was very funny but and dicks are funny so. that's true that's true and so a lot of the episode focused on Richard Nixon because his name was Tricky Dick and that was right around that time where Richard becoming Dick became synonymous Taboo. with being an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was, he sort of encompassed calling someone a dick. Right. And so Nick So was, like anyone yeah. that you meet that was born after yeah, Nixon like, era is yeah. probably not going to be called Dick if it's their name Rick is Richard. Richard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> charred i was gonna say the exact same thing (laughs) compatible hand that's what we are so nicholas cage in that vein nicholas cage starts this episode by saying i'm nicholas cage and i approve this message because it's very presidential of Mm, course mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) what so so i just looked at my notes and i forgot that the facetime thing the facetime thing oh no that's that is at the end of the episode, <laughs> but no, first is that Nicolas Cage is like, you know, why Richard, why did that become the name? Why did Dick become the name? Oh. And he was like, why not Jeff or Dan or Nick? <laughs> and then he, That's he, like a lasting joke throughout the episode. Yeah. And then there's a great line <laughs> that he says... And it's Big Nick Energy. Yep. B- he goes B-N-E, Big, Big Nick, Nick energy. energy. Love that shit. <laughs> Love so, that energy. <laughs> <laughs> so people, a lot of the comedians in this episode were talking about other names for dicks. And one of the comedians mentions National Treasure. <laughs> That's what he calls his dick. And another comedian says, My Peggy Sue. My Peggy Sue. Which I've never heard. No. I think it's just That's for the weird. series. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably like some off camera producer being like, Say Peggy Sue. Yeah. And like, it's going to be an in joke. It'll be funny. I was going to say, and yeah. like, you know, not that many people watching this are going to know the reference. Oh, definitely not. 
not. There is a moment where they talk about how, like, especially young boys always draw dicks on things. And so Nicolas Cage is drawing when he turns around the picture. And it's like a beautifully illustrated, really large, veiny dick. (laughs) It's horrifying. (laughs) So that was good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there is... Hannah mentioned the the FaceTime thing. There is a there's a moment where he's looking yeah, down I at his the punchline. That's okay. He's looking down at his lap and he's a, apparently he's seemingly talking to his dick. It's like, you know, we've been through a lot together, you and I, and I just love you or something like that. You always know when to come or something yeah. like that. Oh my god, yeah, it was so ha- like ham-fisted. And then it pans out and, and then he goes, "What? I'm talking to my accountant." And then he goes, you naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> like overpronouncing the T's. Yes, very much so. Naughty. So that's the Dick, Eka- Dick episode. And unless there's anything else to discuss, we can move right into the pussy episode. <laughs> right into pussy. And, you know, I, I really didn't write down much from this episode, but except for the opening scene with Nicolas Cage is actually quite funny and charming, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's the trailer for the series. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's Nicolas Cage painting a Georgia O'Keeffe flower, essentially, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which they don't mention Georgia O'Keeffe. You'd think that they would. would. What's a lily? She drew flowers that all look like vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. And And it says pussy in like script. Yeah. And he's, and he's furiously painting and he's, and he's like, Men have fought and died for it, and women have moved in way too early with one another for it. And, yeah. and then he's, and he just looks at the camera and goes, Pussy, it can also be a cat. And like that was the trailer for the series, which really captured a lot of people, I yeah. think. It's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously the origin of Pussy was a cat. And then yes. they said that it was like a, a sweet pet name that a yeah. lot of men gave their wives in like the 1500s some sometime around there yeah. yeah and then and then it became you know just synonymous with women and then you know women synonymous with vagina with their and then and, in yeah. like the 1940s around then it's mm-hmm. when it started becoming like an emasculating term for men yeah yeah and then yeah and then it became like almost like an action in like the 90s or something like that like getting pussy so to oh, speak yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah so again I have like two or three notes written down for this episode. Because he doesn't really talk in this one. He talks, but he doesn't do anything crazy Mm -hmm. other than the painting scene in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he ends the episode by saying, But yeah, I mean, solid episode, I think, you know, Um, but from a Nick Cage standpoint, that's what we're here for. Not much really to go on. Also the word that both of us use the least. So definitely, definitely like super, I guess, impactful for us right i don't know i don't want to say that but well yeah just didn't hit home as hard i guess yeah definitely like you know we use the word fucking shit all the time and it is interesting to hear not only the comedian's take but the historian's takes on those words um but pussy for me is just like i don't really use it so Mm -mm. yeah and and it's not like i'm shy about you like using it it's just it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way the others do i think right you know i mean Pussy doesn't roll off the tongue. Was that what you're laughing at? Yes. <laughs> Pussy doesn't roll off the tongue the same way dick does. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. If you've made it this far of the episode, there's a treat for you. <laughs> 
And then, as we, we mentioned earlier, for some reason, they ended the series on damn, the most accepted of the curse words. And damn comes from damnation or condemnation. Um, and in a religious sense, you would damn someone to hell. And it um, was very, very uh, unacceptable, especially in the medieval and religious yeah, eras. super taboo. And one of the first places to really use damn in modern pop culture was Gone with the Wind. And the la- one of the famous lines of, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And so that's what Nicolas Cage opens up on saying, but he doesn't quite say it. Apparently, the writers and producers and directors it's have gone like with the wind. alternate options. They had to write like pages and pages of alternate options because they couldn't say damn in, in the movies. And then they just decided to go for it. Well, the, the story goes that they may have bribed somebody. So they didn't just go for it, but they may have bribed someone. So Nicolas Cage has a lot of lines. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of just goes through the... Frankly, my dear, I don't give a hoot. Frankly, yeah. my dear, I don't give a snoot. Frankly, it's like a <laughs> Dr. Seuss book, but yeah. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I could care less. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's fine. He's like, it doesn't have the same impact. Yep. And then I, I honestly didn't write down anything else from a Nick Cage standpoint. Other than have a great fucking night. Until the last line. Great fucking night. So um, that's all I've got, Han. What do you got closing thoughts wise? What did you think of the series? Super fun. Yeah. Curse words are fun. Sorry, uh, swear words. Swear words, words. yes, thank you. Cuss words. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I did have a question for you. Who was your favorite of the comedians? Did you have a favorite? I like Nikki Glaser. I like Nikki Glaser a lot, but I I thought... So I had... I knew a lot of the comedians going in. Yeah, you like Jim Jeffries, right? Yeah, and I loved his show, and I loved Nikki Glaser's show. Mm -hmm. She had a show for like one season on Comedy Central. It was like a late night talk show where she interviewed like regular people and not celebrities so she had a great episode on hotel workers and just the horrors that they've seen yeah so that was a great that was a great show and jim jeffrey's show was great as well and of course sarah silverman was sarah funny. silverman Ron, um not ron swanson Nick oh, yeah. Offerman. he was really funny <laughs> but um what was the british woman's name london hughes she's so funny she's great <laughs> she's so good i really liked open mike eagle as well Mm-hmm. Um, and Zainab Johnson was, was great, but she was yeah. only in a few of the, f- yeah. the early episodes, right. unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, but Who's yeah. Your favorite? Oh, Ooh. see, I mean, I do love like Jim Jeffries and of course, Nick Offerman and Sarah Silverman. And I've even seen some of those people live. I, I'm, I used to be much more into stand up than I am now, but yeah, I think London Hughes really sort of so, surprised me. So funny because she was just so happy to be there too. Yeah. You know, she's like, "Thanks for calling me to do this, guys." Right? She's like, I love cursing. Yeah, yeah, but and Nikki Glaser, she was oh, so she's so funny. Great. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to nail down one, but I think the biggest surprise, I guess, for me was London Hughes because I'd heard mm-hmm. of her before, but I've never seen her stand. I've up. never seen her before. And um, but so, yeah, she's great. So a lot of good stuff in that series, I think. Yeah. So give it a watch if we haven't spoiled it for you by this point. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Learn something about these words that we so often use in vain. I'm I'm sure. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We started off so eloquent and here we are. (laughs) Uh, So Han, you know, this is a bonus episode. We don't have to go through any Nick Cage awards, but anything stand out? I mean, ooh, let me ask you this. Which was your favorite scream? Fuck. Yeah, it was the fuck. Yeah, it's that always, was a good one. It's that always fuck. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think I don't really need to go through the other awards. I mean, no. he was pretty nouveau throughout the yeah, entire thing. He did this shit in one day. Yep. yep. Impressive. Yep. Was me... himself throughout. Yeah. I didn't feel like he was phone. Well, I think that he was for sure phoning it in. But Towards I, the that's end. but that's him though. Yeah. 
So I wrote down a few times. Oh God, what episode was it? I think episode four. I wrote down. He looks like he's getting fed up with this. (laughs) He was just kind of like, oh God, I got to do another one of these. It was probably like getting pretty late. Yeah, dinner was late. You know, (laughs) craft services was was held up for a few hours. Yeah, yeah, because of COVID restrictions. I guess like yeah, this it was, was filmed in yeah. 2020. Okay, yeah, and it's probably easy to film because it's all just yeah. talking head stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some of the um the historians were like clearly in their own homes. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, easy enough. Cool. Yeah. Super w- fun. Where would you about rank this if you had to compare it to some of the movies? Would you put it in top ten, top twenty? Mm. I liked it a lot, so I would put I it towards it. the top. Yeah. Maybe like high twenties. All right, I can dig it. Cool. Can you can you dig it? Can you dig it? Adam Sandler. Anyway, he was on that list. Yes. He was, yeah, and I think because of like you said, uncut, uncut gems. gems. Yep. So that's gonna do it, I think, for this week's bonus episode. <gasps> so bonus. So so episode. This is supposed to be last Sunday's episode. <laughs> oh yeah. But because we've fallen off doing episodes on Sundays, they all get pushed to Thursdays. Uh, but so next Sunday is Labor Day. The Sunday after that is one week away from Prisoners of the Ghostland, so we might so as we well might just, just wait. take some time off. Yeah, we'll take some time. And... So I hope you guys enjoy your break from us. <laughs> I'm sure we will enjoy our break from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is fun. Yeah, we're yeah. having, we're, uh, I've, there's a light at the end. Well, there's not because he's going to keep making movies, but at least uh-huh. like for the near term. Yeah. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. Three more in movies, the regard babe. that every week we won't have, you know, multiple yeah. hours of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steve honestly, more than I. But. Well, yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's like it's a two-hour movie, then it's you know an Often hour like recording, an hour of recording, and, and maybe like thirty minutes of, of prep, and then it's like two hours to edit editing. because I got to edit in some stuff and mm-hmm. I, I take out some awkward pauses or like. You know, hey, our pizza just got here. Yeah. <laughs> so. some time to post. Exactly. So, you know, it does take several hours up. of work on a weekly basis. Yep. So I think what we're saying is that we're heroes. We are. I mean, we have full-time <laughs> jobs. We've still managed to keep our relationship strong after Somehow. all these years. Somehow. It's because it's because we air our grievances over the mics. You're right. <laughs> yeah. This is our therapy session. This yeah. is our weekly ther- the couples therapy uh-huh. yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. Me, you, and Nick. We have so many grievances. <laughs> our, our grievance today was, oh, we don't have enough food in the house for dessert. I want something sweet, but it's raining and I don't and want to go a, anywhere. And there was a, uh, oh, yeah, a there tornado was, warning. There was a tornado warning and it was like, should we or go in watch. the basement? What's, yeah. it, what's more imminent, a watch or a warning? Warning. I okay. Think. Yeah. Uh, There's one guessing. like in the area and I'm yeah. like, well, we live in a city. It's not going to hit here. Yeah. You know. It has happened in other cities. Exactly. I just don't think it's ever happened here. Anyway, I digress. Mm. Um, fuck you. <laughs> Have a great fucking night. And just remember, we'll always be here for you through Nick and Thin. Thanks for fucking listening, everybody. Take care. <laughs>